0: no purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a coach that knows about winning. I'm gonna push you guys like you've never been pushed before. Something gonna wish I was dead. I eat quitters for breakfast and I spit out their bones. Now this is gonna be the hardest, most difficult thing you ever attempted in your entire life. But you know what? When it's, it's over, you guys are gonna be champions. Champions! Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is the Full Press Bears Podcast. Packers suck! A part of full press coverage.
1: I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby!
0: Here's your host and diehard Chicago Bears fans, Kyle George and Joey Plotkin. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Get ready to bear down. Thank you, thank you, and Go Bears! (laughs)
1: Hey Bears fans! It's your host Kyle George with me, as always, my co-host Joey Plotkin, and this show's about Da Bears all dot time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at furiousgeorge90 at furiousgeorge94. Sorry guys, been we're recording this on Friday night. It's been a long week, and you can now follow Joey on Twitter at
0: Go Bears Deep. Ooh. <laughs> Like have it. it set up find me on twitter at go bears deep don't be alarmed when you only see one tweet from earlier in this year about the bears you'll know you're in the right
1: spot it's ironic because the bears never go deep so <laughs> but follow him there follow our news coverage and articles at full press bears on twitter email me full pre- email us fullpressbearsgmail.com um we'd love to hear from you leave us some feedback on your favorite podcast or service and You can find the show on those same podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you can't find us there, or if you want to be a little more exploratory, check out Full Press Coverage website, fullpresscoverage.com, or Full Press Coverage app. Download that and find this podcast and many other great ones there. Wherever it is that you do go to listen to us, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend. All right, Joey. So we are ha- we have primetime game this week, Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh. Um, what are your thoughts leading into this week of football? Yeah, I was doing
0: a little bit of a deep dive on the Steelers and and Monday Night Football. I found the Steelers have won 19 straight home games on Monday Night Football, and here we are with uh, another lineup for them. The only other the it's kind of the the other thing that it's up against. Uh, since 2006, the Steelers have beaten every NFL team except for the Bears. The Bears yeah, are three and zero versus Steelers <laughs> in their last three matchup. So we're getting something. Something's got to break here in one yep. of those two things. All in all, yeah, it feels like. I mean, I think the over/under was set at like forty point thirty nine or forty points. So it's it's one of those two semi sluggish offenses. To, uh, It'll be
1: great for yeah, the yeah. national audience. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame
0: Peyton and Eli for taking the night off of uh, Monday Night Football. This was a good one for them to just kind of, you know what? I think we'll let the the fans of the defense come out for this one.
1: Man, uh, yeah, and I mean, for I I'm with a lot of Bears fans where I was kind of hoping to hear what their thoughts might be about Matt Nagy, but don't worry, Bears get to be on Monday Night again against the Vikings later this season, so. Uh, the national audience is being subjected to two Monday night football games, plus a Sunday night game. That's still coming up against the Packers. Um, plenty of prime time left for these bears. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have much to say about this game. Uh, it's good that you're not facing the Steelers of last year, uh, because mm-hmm. at this point in the Steelers season last year, you would pretty much guaranteed be a loss, um, this game to me has very similar vibes to the 49ers game, where it's a very winnable game for the Bears, but with the myriad issues the Bears have, and with <laughs> with Matt Nagy back on the sidelines, it feels like the every time the Bears step foot on the field, it feels like they have to play a perfect game in yeah. order to be have a real shot for the victory, and that's yeah. how it's it feels with Monday night to me.
0: Yeah, um, it's been it's been, and it's not only that they need to play. Per, it's like so often, especially in the second half, you don't yes. see it. Like the opponents just flat out beat. It's like the the Bears just make the same mistakes and beat themselves, and they just can't get out of their own way. Yep. Uh, and you know, and it's and then like we said, the primetime games. It's like you know who you know who needs to step up in primetime games is playoff contending teams, yep. teams that want to make a run at a Super Bowl. Yep. Like there is no, there is no like excuse for not being able to perform in primetime when that's what your ultimate goal is going to be at the end of the season. That's what, that's what these legitimate contending teams are capable of doing.
1: Now, one thing that I think is interesting regarding just primetime in general is Justin Fields. And, you know, this whole season, Justin Fields is more or less a wild card because you don't know what to expect of him since he is a rookie, but you know, primetime has been his whole life. Really? Um, big the big lights, the big moments, um, especially at Ohio State. I mean, even Ohio State this year—they're nowhere near as good as they were under f- with Fields as quarterback—and yet Ohio State's still getting very often the seven o'clock time slots. The, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on the Saturday college slate, like they're very much the central a- attraction of that day, and so Fields has played in that atmosphere. And we haven't really seen him in the primetime game. He had a few snaps against the Rams on Sunday Night Football, and I think that's been it. Um, yeah. So that's this a good point. Is an interesting opportunity to see how he might play under that. Um, but as we've seen with Fields, so much is the so much of the problem is the, those around him. Um, dropped passes i mean when you look at his when you look at his stats you see three touchdowns seven interceptions you're like oh that's not good but you got to look at the context of those seven interceptions and really only one of them is like blatantly his fault mm-hmm. which was that through um but i mean i guess the good news is you've never really seen him make another throw like that since then um but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how Fields will play. But yeah, I I, I don't have strong feelings about this game. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's a good game a shot. Get,
0: but. It's a good game to have David Montgomery return. Like the Steelers, their their strength, you know, their their defense has been solid, but the they're really I think middle of the pack when it comes to run defense. So you get Montgomery back, and now we all have to look for a little bit more of like split some carries between Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. I still think you give Montgomery like, you know, minimum 15, 15 to 20 carries. And then you try to carve out another close to 10 for Khalil Herbert yeah. uh, that, and that takes, you know, any of the pressure that fields, maybe it's like, that's the game plan here. Run, run the I'd ball. I'd like to
1: see some more designed runs for Justin Fields. Too. Yeah. I mean, the dude had over a hundred yards rushing plus a rushing touchdown last week against the Niners um, so I'd like to see more of that as well I, I think yeah running the ball is going to be the key and yeah I, I, I don't know this, this I, I don't know this game just the more I think about it, I'm just like I, I've kind of reached that point in the season I'm honestly looking forward to the buy the buy is yeah. going to be a great opportunity to kind of refresh and rejuvenate myself because just I love the Bears but Matt Nagy makes this experience like just exhausting. It's draining dealing with. We've been saying the same thing every week for weeks. Drama. Now. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. No, it's it's
0: uh, there's only so much because here we are talking about, like we're hung up having to start right away with the offense and just trying to trying to game plan, trying to come up with anything to change yep. on that side of the ball so that we can just stop being ranked dead last in every major category outside of running the ball, which is why yep. we're and. And it's like you try to lull him asleep. Take your deep shots to a good one. I think that's what, that, like outside of the design run plays for Fields. Like we talk about, we just we've been so conservative in the game plan with Fields. He's yep. got the deep ball accuracy. If I, I think we all signed up for that at the start of the season. Was like if he's going to make rookie mistakes, that's okay. Let him take some shots downfield. If it leads to, you know what I'm. saying? It's just it's time to open up and I, take your shots.
1: I yeah, I'm fine with mistakes, but they're not yeah. even really uh they're not really giving him much leash at all. Like right, everybody at this point, uh, it you're three and what are they three and five, right? Three and mm-hmm. five. You still have several hard games on the schedule. Like honestly, at this point, what is there to lose? Like yep. just I mean it's time. because if you're if you're Matt Nagy. And there's rumblings and rumors that the Bears are already shopping Brian Dable and shopping for you know Kellen Moore and who all the other hot names right now. If you're Matt Nagy, it's like I gotta shake it up, yeah, or something. Yeah, and yeah. all I can like all, the only thing I can think of is unlocking fields like. Unlock that deep passing game. Just let him gunsling it all over the field. Like if if you're Matt Nagy, the, the what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You're gonna score six points. Like that's a pretty <laughs> typical thing Fair for you. Deep. Like if you yeah. unlock it, you could score way more points. Maybe he throws more interceptions, but I mean his quarterback rating with deep passes has been exceptional. Like they're just not giving him the opportunities, and I just don't really understand why.
0: Yeah, but it's what he it's what he did well at Ohio State, and it's yeah. you know that's his game, and his,
1: everyone says that he hunts hunts for the big. Everyone says he hunts for the big play, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. They're not giving him those. Yeah, that's and, and part that's of those. the problem is our personnel, our receivers exactly are not doing their job and getting open.
0: He had those. That was the exact strength of his receivers at Ohio. So they were they were speedy deep ball threats, uh, and they. It, we look at that. That was the whole idea of bringing in Marquise Goodwin. And I think I think Mooney has gotten the separation. I think Goodwin mm-hmm. has proven that he has a connection with Fields on some of those deep but They've taken two or three shots that have all kind of been there. Um, so let's let's li- not limit it to one every two or three weeks. Let let's go. You know, yep. Start dialing them up earlier in the game. Uh, and final thought there in terms of the weapons, like I've been I've been thinking a lot about Allen Robinson this week with the trade deadline now behind us. I I, I wouldn't say that I'm changing my tone on Allen Robinson, but my thought this week was more about like our upcoming free agents after this season. And with Allen Robinson on the franchise, like there are very, very few players that are really forcing the bears hand this season. Like guys who are really balling out during a contract year, which was normally a good problem to have when guys are stepping up in a contract year. Like that's, that's what get, gets guys paid around the league. It's a, what have you done for me lately league? And lately, yep. like our guys, the guys going into our contract years have not said, Bilal Nichols, you know, has been serviceable. James Daniels has been serviceable, kind of inconsistent, good at times. And for once, the Bears don't really have this problem of like having to overpay. So take advantage and try and get yeah. some good value right now. Like it's time to offer not right now. Right. But it's like you you start to think about the direction and you're offering hometown discounts to. To the guys that want to sign and stick around. If someone else around the league want like who around the league is paying top dollar for James Daniels? Who who around the league is paying top dollars for, for Bilal Nichols? For like
1: and you know, Akeem Hicks problem, even. The problem is that we we I don't know what it is, but we Bears fans, we get so loyal to players, exactly. and I don't understand why, but exactly. we get so loyal that we feel like Oh, they they deserve top dollar for whatever reason, and it's just I love that you bring up other other teams, like right. And and I feel like I feel like this loyalty, I feel like part of it comes from George McCaskey, and I, I have this thought that has me really concerned. Um, so the Bears end the season; the last four games are Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings, all very winnable games and imagine if the bears go into that game go into that stretch and win all four in a row and go and they still even if they miss the playoffs you're mm-hmm. i i'm concerned we're going to get the same press conference that we got last year with them saying we believe in ted or we're not ted well yeah we yes ted so we believe <laughs> they do, yeah we believe in matt and ryan we had A really rough schedule this year but we had four solid wins at the end of the year yada 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 and it would just be absolute demoralizing the only exception to me here is if they find a way to beat the packers at lambeau field right that's yeah then maybe you reevaluate the situation but i think so many of us are assuming that's a foregone conclusion yeah um at this point, so,
0: like my priority is just on getting Nagy out, and yeah, I, 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 like I just am not right now. If Ryan Pace wants to stick around as the GM, or if they want to move him to another role, like I, you look back at this previous draft class, and like it's hard for me to complain right now. I, obviously, the Tevin Jenkins. Like I think we everyone needs to see him actually on the yeah. field at some point this season before we can really like make our evaluation. But outside of that, I mean, it's he, he's coming off a, a pretty damn good draft class. It's Khalil Herbert, Kyrus Tonga like yep. on top of field. So I'm, I'm willing to hold on anything with Ryan pace for the time being, but like the offensive, like one week of bad offense is one thing you can't be dead last in every major category, except the thing you have no involvement in, which is the run game, which is right. successful in spite of you. Um, and I'm just final, of, yeah,
1: yeah. It's just the same. It is, it is just, is the bears. The, yep. the bears always have nothing going for offense except the run game and it's it's great but it's like Justin Fields is somebody who should be able to help your team transcend the bears of old and especially and especially if you're investing in an offensive minded head coach supposedly like Matt Nagy mm-hmm. I don't understand why the offense just looks so Freaking broken. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we're not but, scheming
0: guys open. Sorry to, I mean, we're not scheming no, guys open. No. And, and, and final thought like that's, that's not Allen Robinson's game. It's not getting separation. But I, right. I wanted to, I was reading something that, uh, on full press coverage, Carlos Nazario put out earlier this week, uh, after the trade deadline. Now that Robinson stays, team needs to involve him. I was reading through it and really thinking about it. And it's, Fields has to understand that, and and this is how Carlos put it, right? Even when Robinson is blanketed, he's still open. Robinson has led the league in contested catches over the past three seasons. More often than not, he'll make the catch. So credit to Carlos for pointing that out. That wasn't what Fields – that wasn't his game at Ohio State. His weapons were speedy, you know, yards of separation, deep down, deep field guys. I think that trust can get built up in like – we just we need to kind of let that happen mm-hmm. and like bridging back to my previous thought with i think the only guys around the league right now you look at guys playing on the bears coming into a contract year of Roquan Smith and Allen Robinson i think those are the only guys around the league that that other teams would actually be willing to say yep we we would pay you know we'd be interested in paying high dollars for those guys no one else is content with a Sam Mustafer, a James Daniels a uh, uh, Jesse James and and Jesper Horsted, you know, Bilal Nichols, good, not great. So I'm starting to come around to this idea of like, let's get Allen Robinson more involved. And if that, I, I'm not saying any like the time isn't there for that just yet, but I'm not writing him off uh, anytime soon. I still think there's something there, and I think we might be able to to get a better discount on some of these other guys and and make some room for for Roquan and A Rob here. Bottom line being for all of the Bears fans who were who are recently quick to to run A-Rob out of town uh I'm not saying that I'm just saying hold your judgment and yeah. we don't need to do anything just yet but let's a, let's give this a chance and give him an opportunity to see uh if Fields can kind of, if part of his development can be trusting his receivers to to make a play even when the throw is not there like that's what comes with the development for an NFL quarterback so just hold off on your judgment and, and keep an open mind to having Allen Robinson be part of the, the longer-term strategy here.
1: Yeah, I I do agree with you. I think that the whole thing about Robinson um, being talented with contested catches has been misconstrued and overemphasized at times. People have said, oh, that just means he's not getting separation. I do agree. I think it just speaks to more what his receiving style is. Um, but in any case, um, as like just other thoughts for this game, the you know, like for me, the biggest thing is the bears defense. They looked very, they looked like Swiss cheese out there against the Niners and you're still without Cleo Mack. You're still without Eddie Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you better hope that you can figure out something against the Steelers. The Steelers are not a high-powered offense by any means, but, I mean, we didn't think about the that about the Niners either, and they put up 33. So yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah, definitely Jimmy, a concern going into this game. We'll see.
0: Yeah, if Jimmy Garoppolo can get the ball out quick enough to, like, take exactly. our front seven out of it, like, it's it looks pretty easy to attack. And we knew, like, the secondary was going to be the weakness going into this season, exactly. but... I don't I think when it was already a weakness, it's really not built to survive an Eddie Jackson injury or, you know, a Cleo Mack being out for an extended amount of time. So uh, I I think outside of that, like you got to look for Travis Gibson to step up. Uh, Robert Quinn can kind of hopefully like bounce back a little bit if you can get some involvement there. And it's kind of the same thing we were saying. I think this is another like Roquan's going to be I was looking at the injury report. This might be a game where we're down without uh, Alec Ogletree. So you're kind of back to Broquan playing with Danny Trevathan, and it's like, all right, you, maybe if Danny T's kind of prepped for it for for a week, he can kind of yep. pick up a step. But that's, that's asking for a lot at this point.
1: Yeah, talking about the injury report. Um, so we already mentioned really the three big defensive guys that are on there. The only defensive guys, Ogletree, Mack, and Jackson. Um, then you have... J.P. Holtz, who really has been more of a special team guy, occasional fullback. He has not practiced. Uh, he's been in concussion protocol, so he won't be there. Um, Damian Williams is really the only other notable guy, especially if Monty is not able to go. Because, again, Monty is on IR. They still have to declare to take him off, which is why he's not on the injury report. But if, for some reason, Monty is not able to go, then you really are down to Herbert and ryan uh ryan null which is mm-hmm. never great so hopefully monty's good to go because you can survive williams being out if you have herbert as you're running back to and then mm-hmm. darnell mooney's been on here with a groin injury he was limited in practice on friday my guess is he'll be l- labeled as questionable for the game on monday night um yep. fortunately one good thing about Monday night is they have one extra day for somebody like Darnell Mooney to rest up that groin before uh, they kick off. So, um, yep. but that's just that honestly, it's actually a pretty short injury report compared to some weeks, but there's just some big names on there. Um, so, it's obviously a quite impactful one.
0: Yeah, nothing too, nothing too out of the norm outside of the like Mooney, I think, had a more recent tweak of his groin, but he should be okay, especially with the yeah. extra day. Ogletree concerns me a little bit. That was just one I wasn't planning for where it's like, all right, now you're asking Trevathan to kind of, you know, at least I would rather him know about a couple of days ahead of time and try and get right and get mentally ready for this one. And maybe it's just a point of pride game for him.
1: I agree. Um,
0: and We got Jimmy Graham back off the COVID reserve list. Like, let's limit Jimmy Graham reps to just red zone only. Like, and just we are where we are in the season. Put him in on the red zone packages if we can get down there, right? But, like, when we're in the red, that's the only time I want to see Jimmy on the field. No disrespect, but, like, that's it. Get, if you're not going to put, like, put Jesse James out there. Put Jesper Horstead. Give him a couple of reps. Like, and unless you're in the red zone, I, I just don't see why we are. There's no benefit to this team in putting Jimmy Graham out there.
1: I I I totally agree and Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've
0: gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: They're gonna know what play you're running, but you know what? Make them stop it because Jimmy Graham is a super, super huge dude, yeah. and he can go up and get the ball still too. Like I, I totally agree with you, yeah. and but yeah. So, as I mean, thinking about the Steelers as a team, th- this is again a- AFC North. I just am honestly so limited in my knowledge. Like I know players on the team, but mm-hmm. I don't know really how they've been this season. I don't, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I've watched a Steelers game this year, so it's not like I've even had some one deep game. scouting. Yeah. yeah. I, I have limited little to nothing to say. And uh, unfortunately it didn't work out with the guests we were trying to talk to. So I, I don't have much to say about the team, yep. um, but I definitely think that they're better than the bears in overall talent. Um, There was an interesting debate on is that we'd rather be the Steelers or the Bears right now since the Steelers have kind of a big question at quarterback, Um, but I think the difference is the Steelers have the answer at head coach, which is Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. So I think really just the coaching edge by itself will give the Steelers a victory, Um, but then having, you know, overall better talent, I think, improves that even more so
0: yeah it's a team like the players respect mike tomlin three head coaches for the steelers since 1969 was the was the that that was going around and it's like yeah yeah, that's what 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 did they say the bears have had 11 head coaches (laughs) over that same time we've had
1: we've had three since 2011 (laughs) when they fired lovey smith we had Tressman and fox and now Nagy.
0: Yeah, like that's we just need a little stability for once, and it's just we got to stay patient for a little bit longer here. Yep. But yeah, no, like you said, like I don't have too much. It's, it seems like the the narrative on the Steelers is like it's a Mike Tomlin led defense, and this that's where their strengths are. It's TJ Watt, uh, it's Cameron Hayward. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is like from what I've seen, somewhat having a little bit of a down year, but uh, I, I'm expecting he's you know still. I'm not going to sleep on him at, at safety. And, uh, yeah, to me, like the only other that's the storyline is going to be a lot of, hey, Larry Boreham was able to come in and perform more than admirably against Nick Bosa. Uh, Are you going to offer him any help again? Is, you know, because he's going to be lining up for most of the day against T.J. Watt. And that's that's just not a setup I want to see. So let's let's help him out with some extra tight ends. Or if you're going to put bars into the game on those, like let's line him up next to Larry and give him the help on T.J. Watt.
1: Yeah, no, I i totally I totally agree with you. Um, yep. I'm I'm ready to go ahead and do predictions because I just don't have much to say about much more to say about this game. I think we um, covered it. Yeah, so my bold predictions. Um, I'll start with one and we'll kind of teeter totter back and forth. So here's the one thing: Justin Fields keeps saying he's getting closer to a breakout game, and I believe him. And I've talked about how the talent just kind of limits what he can really do. So I'm going to kind of meet in the middle here. I'm going to predict that Justin Fields has one of his best passing performances of the year, but that the scoring is is not going to match the yardage. So my first bold prediction here is that Justin Fields passes for 230 yards or more.
0: Mm -hmm. I like it. I'm going to build on that with my offensive ball prediction. It's kind of in the same vein I've been talking about him a lot. This episode is Allen Robinson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, I think this is going to be the game that we see Allen Robinson hit the 100-yard receiving mark. I think this is the game where we start to see a little bit of that chemistry. Uh I think they're going to I think it's I think they're going to just open things up and a lot of that's going to be Fields having some trust in Allen Robinson. So, it's bold. We haven't seen anything even close to it in terms of his production this point in the season in prior years that would have been like, yeah, that's a good game for him, but I'm going bold with a hundred yards for a Rob.
1: Nice. Um, my next one is kind of continuing with the storyline I played out here. So I think a decent day from fields passing 230 yards, but the, the score does not match what his production is. And a lot of that is just the inability from bears players to come down with catches when they need to. So I have Cairo Santos over three and a half field goals. Let's go. So
0: keep the streak going.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking the field leads the bears on several deep drives. Maybe they get into the red zone. Maybe they're just outside the red zone. Um, and they just can't get that first down. They just can't get that touchdown. And so they bring out Cairo Santos. I think it will be a close enough game that kicking field goals will make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, that's my second bold prediction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what our, our weapons dropping passes. Like, how could that happen? <laughs> no, I think that's
1: like, but the, the bold, yeah. in air quotes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go on the defensive side for my final bold prediction. Uh, Danny Trevathan has been getting the reps this week. I'm going to give him an interception, just like we Ooh. saw. It. I think we saw it in the preseason during his first action. Yeah, whatever game that was that he got involved, he was. It's he he knows that he kind of lost a step. His whole game now is going to be like find just finding the right spot in the field. Right. And uh, I'm going to hope that he's just kind of in the right place, right time, and just snags a, a a lightly tossed Roethlisberger pass out of the air as as Big Ben's kind of lost some of
1: that. Love it. All right, my score prediction here again, just feeding into this narrative I've laid out here. Uh, sometimes you got to go with that. You lay out a narrative and stick with it. So I've got the Steelers winning, uh, but I do think it is a close game. Um, Part of that maybe is my own naivete about the Steelers. Um, But I have 23-22 Steelers. Mm -hmm. Um, This feels like um, a game to me where Steelers are up 23... I don't know. We're going to go with 23-16. They're up a touchdown and early enough in the fourth quarter... Bears go down, kick a field goal, twenty-three nineteen. They go down, they kick a field goal, and they're like, All right, then we'll do onside kick, try to get one more field goal. And it just doesn't work out. Um, so I part of the math I've figured in my head here is one Bears touchdown and five Santos field goals equals yeah. twenty two. So that's you about trying, yeah. <laughs> that that's part of how I put this story together in my head for Monday night.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not too far off. I wasn't as uh, I like loading up with Cairo kicks. I like how you were just kind of backing. <laughs> and you were like, "How can I give Cairo as many field goals?" Yeah. Uh, but a similar similar outcome. I've got the Steelers winning twenty to seventeen, mm. and which is just tragic because the over under is set at thirty nine, and you just have to like. I think most I went just over it. Like, Come on, but um, yeah, man, with these, yeah, I'm I'm feeling a low scoring, exactly the you know Monday night kind of defensive grind of or maybe it's just offensive ineptitude, but 20 to 17 Steelers win.
1: And you know that 39, they're begging you to take the over on that. But I will tell everybody like Thursday this past Thursday night with 75 points scored was different. But most of the primetime games this year have gone on uh, to uh the underdog has covered and the over. Hmm. So if you're somebody who likes to gamble, um, I would urge you to, you know, based on that trend, put a little bit on the bears and a little bit on the, did I say the over the under, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the underdog and the under are the two things that have hit more, most often. So even though 39 is low, I 20 to 17 sounds almost spot on to me. So yeah. like, and that would be under, so it's crazy, but yeah.
0: Too sad that it's uh that it's more realistic than right. it feels. Yeah. Well, the good news is this weekend you and I both have uh so I, we have have until Monday night until we're kind of with the Bears. So we've got uh I'll be at the United Center tomorrow night for the uh Sixers rematch. Uh oh, we're going very to the Bulls nice. game. at least there's there's still some good sports entertainment and it's nice to get behind uh, a Chicago team that again is just entertaining, like fun to watch. So that's been uh that's that's definitely helping these days with uh with uh, some of my down games with the bears
1: yeah bulls are very fun you heard us talk about the Bulls a couple episodes ago we'll probably continue to bring them up enjoy that game i'll be at the notre dame game tomorrow um mm-hmm. so that should be a good time and yeah we'll hunker down get through sunday i might take a sunday off i do i love the nfl and i love football but i might take a sunday off maybe not watch any football that day and just put all my energy in the bears on monday night and uh mondays are already bad enough so why not make it worse with the monday night bears Steelers game but
0: yeah i like it that's
1: that's where we're at uh if you don't have any more final thoughts i'll close us out
0: no i think we're uh we're gonna recharge a little bit coming out next week on the bye week so i think we've got uh some good time to catch our breath and get caught up do like a mid-season check-in on the bye week so i'm looking forward to putting this one behind us hoping for a good outcome or at least just uh like we've said, uh, a fields development game. That's that's what we're watching for, and let's see uh, let's see what some of our young guys yep. can build around with fields.
1: Totally agree. Uh, don't check out during the bye week, everybody. We have a few. We're gonna have, still have two episodes a week, and we have a couple good guests coming on during the bye week. So stay tuned for those. Uh, but just like victory formation, uh, which hopefully the Bears will be in on Monday night this concludes today's episode remember to follow me on twitter at furious george 94 and follow joey at what was it again
0: go bears deep at go bears at deep. go
1: bears deep on twitter um and you won't be disappointed in those follows so follow us there uh you can hear about our different game thoughts and our opinions regarding the bears drop any thoughts um in our email fullpressbearsgmail.com And that's it. So, Bears fans, we got to go. Be great, be kind, bear down, and we'll see you next time.
0: Boom, baby! Fade to black! the full press bears podcast if you don't love the bears we don't love you